right. So it is super gross outside. <laughs> I feel super gross inside. And <laughs> welcome to the Be More Podcast, everybody. Wow. Uh, I'm Maria. Um, before Jesus, I can't even I can't even say this after after that introduction. But anyways, <laughs> before we resume, what our fourth week of our month of music. Yeah. Can I just say a few things about the stop Asian hate, yes, stop please. AAPI hate movement? Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, obviously, thank you to people that reached out or checked in on me. Um, super appreciate it. Um, actually, thank you to Ashley for uh, making sure that parts of my message from last week weren't like ineffective or like um, in poor taste, if you will. So thank you to her. Um, and thank you to my professional Filipino American youth family, um, pfa.org. Go check us out if you haven't. Um, they've been super instrumental to my healing and probably vice versa. Um, and also just like everyone's been educating each other on like the fight against anti-Asian, anti-AAPI hate. Um, and then like just lastly, just like, keep checking in on your AAPI family and friends but just keep checking up on us um we're still well I can only attest to what I'm feeling obviously but we're still tired we're still mad we're still fighting fight so just a quick (laughs) recap of where we are as a community so yeah on that note, we can get started. <laughs> Unless you have something else to say, Brittany, on that. We're going to transition that. I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting how, you know, it's coming back up again. It's a very similar thing to like, oh my goodness, now we're looking at all the stats and now, you know, everyone's got all these questions and every like, and I'm not saying from like the community, like the, mm-hmm. like AAPI stance, I'm talking from like the, non-AAPI yeah people who I've heard say like oh I never knew that this was a thing in the last couple of weeks can, <laughs> can I can I comment on that <laughs> I'm like so mad um in, intrinsically or not intrinsic I don't know what the word is intuitively I don't know whatever it's been happening and I don't want to say you guys but you guys <laughs> have been doing it since we were in school like the microaggressions like oh you're asian like you're really good at math right like like it takes a toll on all of us um having those model minority myth stereotypes like attributed to our person um and it's just in our culture unfortunately in the filipino culture i can only test that again obviously to be quiet on all those things because we're just trying to assimilate here um one of my one of my friends this past week was like for the people that haven't reached out like they're not my friends anymore I'm like you know what like and that's a fair assumption and that's a fair valid reason to cut them off because like it's and this isn't us this isn't me making this into a competition between the Black Lives Matter movement but the the outreach and the the like social media posts compared to that really just angers me because like if we're truly saying that like black lives matter which means that if their lives matter then everyone else's lives matter then we also should matter in the same capacity you know what i'm saying like like the amount of social media posts and just outreach and everything compared to back in the summer isn't again i'm not making this competition it's just i see a stark difference between who's for this movement and who was just for the show of Black Lives Matter, you know. So that's also why I'm mad. The difference has anything to do with white guilt, like in terms of like think about how much more educated people are now about. I feel like people refuse to see like mm-hmm. a. I feel like so many people just don't understand that just because you're not black doesn't mean that you're not like privy to racism right like I feel like that's an issue and I feel like the I feel like it's been a really good thing that people have been so much more educated um 
like about experiences based in like slavery and all of that and then like white people have all of the guilt mm. like towards all of that so they feel like they more need to stand <coughs> with it but like I don't think like you should have you know I think the thing that people miss is like right when everything happened in World War II right the concentration camps that we set up for Asian American population yeah. in this country in California yeah. right like things are things that people you know don't that's not something that I, I think is I don't think we ever really learned about that in history I think it was no, because thing that we like blurred upon and it wasn't actually like because yeah. god forbid we said that we had a concentration camp like that's literally what it was yeah well <laughs> that's also just white education right, right. So saying like, that I mean, you are the the greater of all like, races there's a miss i don't want to say there's a miss i guess there's a misrepresentation but there also is like a very vague overview of the racism that's come against asian the asian american population mm-hmm. um that's why people are not as well versed. They, I think, involved. even so, it angers a majority of us that there was no, hey, are you okay? To any of, like, from my white friends, from not even, not just my non AAPI friends, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think, and I, I can also speak to about, like, maybe half of the PFA group. Like, none of their non-AAPI friends reached out. And I think that's bullshit, honestly. It's, it's so interesting because, like, my my childhood friend who I love to death, um, mm-hmm. she's, uh, oh, my God, Taiwanese. Okay. And it was so interesting when I, like, reached out to her because she also lives in, like, a southern state right now. Oh, okay, um, okay. And, like, you know, tensions were high and unsettling prior to and I think that, you know, and like she didn't, she wasn't in a place where she wanted to talk about it. And that's um, fair too. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, um, I think what, and I was going to be like, whatever, whatever, yeah. wherever she was, like, whatever she had to say. Like, it's I, I don't, I, I think when you, you also, um, texted me order, I didn't even respond because I was not also no, in the mood. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, um, I think that's okay too. I think that being somebody Mm -hmm. who is like not a person of color, um, first of all, (laughs) yes, it's very uncomfortable to have to reach out when you know that you're a part of the majority that is causing this, but Mm -hmm. it's super not about you. And most of the time it's not even about like the conversation that's going to come up (coughs) immediately afterwards. Cause within that moment, within that short period of time following things like this, like it's not, like processing by talking through it might not even be possible yet. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like, you don't even have to reach out and be like, Hey, how are you? Because someone might not have a response to that, or you might feel uncomfortable if they don't have a response to that. But it's just the ability to say like, hi, I hope you know that like you're supported and like mm-hmm. just like being sympathetic and empathetic to like, I know that you're part of the population that's getting affected, like mm-hmm. majorly affected by this. And like your community loves you. Like you have a community that loves you because that's the, that's, that's, that's what you should say. Yeah. Yeah. You're supported and you are loved because I like, I can only imagine that like it is extremely isolating to see, you know, like that, like, it's like, I don't know why I, my visuals in my head are so strong, but mm-hmm. it's like in the movies where you like, something happens to one of the characters and you see like everybody else look like they're pushed like thousands of miles away. And it's just like that one person standing there. Like that's mm-hmm. what I would envision. It feels like to get information like that, you know, and like to hear about yeah. that and feel like now you're very separate from the rest of your community. So, cause you're experiencing something that they can't, or they're part of a majority that is, you know, part of the larger force that's inflicting that feeling on you. So it's just about like taking that space away again even if like you weren't the direct person, it's just about trying to fight to take that space away so that people mm-hmm. feel accepted and loved and supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. I mean, again, another thing that I'm going to grab from my friend, I said something the other day. Um, we hold white people to a higher standard when it comes to this stuff because mm-hmm. they are the oppressor group. Um. So the lack of outreach again, I'm going to say the word outreach again, um, 
speaks volumes more than a BIPOC not reaching out. Does that make sense? Because, like, like having a white person not re- reach out to you, or even just like, yeah, like somebody who's another person of color. Yeah, because it's <laughs> how do I phrase this? Because all BIPOC experience this, right? Like, obviously, and to some degree of microaggression to hopefully not a blatant hate crime, you know, from in that spectrum, everyone has had that happen to them. But for white people, like, there's a lot of forgiving and unlearning to do mm. on your part. And to not outreach, to not do your allyship job that you promised during Black Lives Matter we're going to catch that. (laughs) Like, we're going to catch every single one of you. Um, Unfortunately, for you guys, I guess, right? Like, because it's it's so blatant in in the... Right, this is a part of the whole issue of Mm -hmm. all of this is that, and we talk about this all the time, like, again, this is a level of awareness and this is a level of hard work and it's not... um, there's a gray space, right, that has to be there, right? There's the, the place of, you know, you not knowing what to say and you feeling uncomfortable. And then there's a place of you, like, having the awareness to say, oh, shit, I said that I was going to be better six months ago, right? Or Message, like, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a switch if, you turn on and off. Even if you, even if you fall, right, like, you make a mistake, which is superhuman, you still should turn around at some point and be like, hey, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I apologize for that. So how are you doing now? Like, I just want to And that's that fine. Out. Right. But it's, it's, it's walking that level of awareness. Like you're saying, <coughs> you can't go away and you can't pick it up. Right. And it shouldn't just, it shouldn't just be relevant to when hate crimes become media content. It should, it should be, be in your daily life. All the time. Right. It should be yeah. relevant all the time. Um, and that's, I think where, that's where I, I think it's going to be a really big learning curve. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a really big learning curve. And mm-hmm. I have nothing, <laughs> I have no defense for the people who blatantly just, you know, went with a bull, went with the trend, like the, I'm going to say it as a bullshit trend, um, mm-hmm of standing up for something because they felt bad or they felt it was right in the moment or like it was a good trend to be on social media and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say in defense of anybody who just went with the trend and then has done nothing. And I, and I will say this, like it's bullshit showing up in any form of media that you're in. If you showed up in some way in that conversation, you should be showing up in some way in this conversation and, in whether that's on social media or with your friends or mm-hmm. or something it's just and I think there's going to be a learning curve I think that for the people who I know from my perspective mm-hmm. my eyes have been opened to like looking out more for like watching for other people to be able to like step in when necessary or like use my white privilege in a way that like it's going to help keep people safe um mm-hmm. but I think that the you know these events keep happening and it it's a a good thing that like it's getting broadcasted and broadcasted and we're seeing you know stories from like I saw um like some stories from over the past four years that were all of a sudden all over social media that were like recorded and like local news but like were never shared nationally but now they're all being shared nationally mm-hmm. I'm like holy shit like this is this the is real ridiculous thing. and I think that like the instances where these major things happen create really good points to remind us, like to bring back that awareness. Mm-hmm. And for the people who who can tap into that awareness a little bit, it'll go from like these big moments, like that learning curve will be like, I'll tap in in these big moments and then I'll, you know, gradually be able to bring it into that space in between. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But having that awareness is something that, I got you. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is really hard work and it's like I mean it's constant work right like duh like you are not the one being oppressed so like this is work that you can do <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I mean 
uh, we should probably wrap this up because this isn't the topic this week, guys. <laughs> um, last thing I'm going to say, though, um, just keep if you're trying to be anti-racist, put us in the picture. That's all. <laughs> That's all I want. Because sure because like the whole <laughs> make sure it's every race, okay. right? It's not just of course Black Lives Matter, of course, duh. But that's also not that's not just that's one facet of racism, right? So just include every other BIPOC community. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyway, um. After that. <laughs> We are still in our month of music. You said it's our last week, right? Yeah. I mean, um, there's another month, uh, another week of March that I don't know about. This I week. don't know either. Um, I, look, time escapes me. I don't have a grasp on time, but like during busy season, it's just too far gone. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about concerts, correct? Yep. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try. So actually, so we actually had a couple. I have a couple of messages to read. Um, from a couple of people that wrote to us, so I guess we'll just start with one and then go from there. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna mute myself while I yawn intently. Jesus Christ. Okay, so this one is from Laura, who I actually work with, one of my work friends. Um, so she says she loves concerts. However, she has a hard time paying for them just to have a bad or. However, I have a hard time paying for them just to have a bad seat or spot. In in parentheses, uh, I'm slow with getting them on the spot. I want to go to a BTS concert only for the nosebleeds to be hundreds of dollars. <laughs> and let's not even get started on T's with uh, ticket prices. Hard to beat a live concert, though. Big Bang, uh, just Big Bang is also a K-pop group, just for Britney's knowledge, was so much fun. And I loved how everyone there all had something in common. And we we're all BFFs just because we were singing our hearts out to a great song. And then she says, this is a question for us. What are your thoughts on ticket prices? Is it worth the cost for those big name celebrities, or do you prefer a small hole in the wall venue with upcoming artists? So, in terms of okay, ticket prices, we'll, we'll tackle that first, right? So, most of the money that you're paying for a ticket is not going to the artist. No, it's split between their company, between right. the venue, and the that's staff. Usually, what allows them to jack the price up, especially like in mm-hmm. terms of the venue and all of that. So. Personally, I don't mm-hmm. spend money on. I don't go to those huge, those huge concerts, um, mm-hmm. because of that. I definitely like more intimate settings. Um, I don't like big, and I just don't like to be in crowds of people. Period. So like yeah, yeah. ones that are like huge, or like the huge arenas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this though, um, and I'm gonna be totally a butt about it. The last major oh okay so i've been to two major ones like that one okay. of which dan paid for floor seats for us to see maroon five and it was amazing nice, nice um i probably wouldn't have enjoyed it if we were really far away and i didn't ask okay. how much the tickets were fair just leave it at that honestly right. yeah and the other time was f- mostly for a memory thing i took my mother to see share for her birthday a couple years ago and uh <laughs> i paid a lot of you money. guys love sharing that household we freaking love. We made a lot of money for seats that were really bad. Um, yeah. Okay. And by some form of a a mother effing miracle, mm-hmm. the two girls next to us, we were like talking to them. They were sisters, and their mother had passed, and they Aww. really liked to sing share together too. So, at one point, they had gone up to like go to the bathroom, and we saw them like. You know how like the bleachers like go down and then there's yeah. like a walk that you have to follow. We saw yeah. them like standing on the walk and they were like talking to this lady who had like this all of these badges attached to her. And we were like, mm, okay. And they like were pointing at us and were like telling us to come here. And I was like, oh god, mom. I was like, what did you do when I went to the bathroom? Like, did you assault these women? Yeah. And we went down there and like they were like, oh, like you guys should come with us. And we were like, okay. Okay, so swear. We didn't ask any questions. And we got in the elevator and we're walking like through this like literally share has started right so we're walking through the like, tunnel like through a tunnel through the, or something yeah we're walking like through yeah. the tunnel and we walk like into the arena and we're yeah. walking towards the stage yeah and i like finally like was able to like grab one of the girls i was like what is happening right now she's like oh like we we were like they you know they draw like the random numbers of seats to give them like, yes. a free something she's yeah. like oh well we won the two sisters were like the random draw but they got four seats how four seats wait they were front row seats 
incredible. First four seats in That's the whole incredible. Arena. Yeah. And my mom and I just like lost our minds. Like that would I ever pay for that on my own? Absolutely not. Those are like thousands of dollars. That just happens, man. Um, now I also right, and yes, and now I also feel like I never have to go to a concert and like you know ever again. Um, yeah. But like for that type of experience, like that was the greatest thing ever. Both of us lost our minds. Um, so thank you, universe, for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't pay for. I mean, I pay for like rock concerts, like a me- like small intimate. You're talking like, Starline Ballroom, right? With like bands and stuff, and like I even like we we used to go to um, Warp Tour and like that kind of stuff. But I don't pay mm-hmm. for like big arena. Personally, I don't because okay. I think that it's just unnecessarily expensive, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth it to sit in a nosebleed. I think like that, that wonderful experience of getting to sing with all of those people is a beautiful thing, but I don't think. I don't think it's necessary to do it for like that type of a price. Okay, so you're more hole in the wall. Yes, I'm uh, more hole in the wall. Venues and stuff. So yes. I'm like both. I will pay. I will go, and I've gone to BTS concerts um, that have good seats, not necessarily nosebleeds, but they are expensive. Um, but I've gone to about at least oh god, how many concerts have I been to? You went to the All Time Low concert too. I forgot about that. Yes. I'm trying to think. At least I think I've seen BTS three times, at least now. Um, Prudential Center and then the MetLife Stadium a couple Does times. Does it matter to you what type of artist it is? And you know, I was gonna just get into that. And then I've seen Tyler the Creator, both in Starland. He's he's brilliant in small venues. And I'm and he's also brilliant in he was also brilliant in Madison Square Garden. But it really depends on the people that are next to you. Because I've had annoying ass fucking people next to me at the Tyler the Creator concert, and I could not fucking enjoy myself, even though I was trying to. And then the BTS concerts, obviously, I was around with like you know, and in both instances, I was with family and like friends or whatever. But even so, just the vibe between the fans—it's the fan base most of the time that that gives off that that energy. Um, Tyler the Creator fans that were in that certain area i'm not saying that they're all of them in that certain area by me were fucking annoying and a little bit tipsy and it was just me and my sister trying to jam out and like fine you do you but like do it in your personal space and not <laughs> That's, I think, one of the hardest things about those concert experiences that can either be a positive yeah or like a, have like a negative impact and it's the same mm-hmm. way with like more intimate concerts right? and, like i can't yeah. tell you how many times i've been kicked in the head at starland for no reason oh my god during like when people are crowd surfing you're just like yeah. what the and, like, fuck you're dude 100 right the vibe of the audience says a lot about what the experience is going to be like because you are a part yeah. of a group there and you do it's a collective right you do have to kind of just deal with whatever comes mm-hmm. your way but i think the yeah. beautiful thing is I, I in a more intimate space and i've seen this firsthand the the artists can really i don't want to say they can, control but like they can read the room better right like and they, yeah. can, they can drive that energy based on like what they play and how they play and things like that like i've seen um i've seen like bands or like um solo artists where when things start to get a little out of hand they literally will like go to the piano and sit down and like play mellow music or will like call people out like there's been made a concert oh yeah too, where they call people out, like, Calm the fuck down. a lot of people yeah a lot of the a lot of times at starling ballroom someone's getting called out right Someone's like, all right, everyone take five steps back Artist because this is ridiculous. Of yeah. to, drive that, to drive that energy. And I just, I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, if I'm going to pay money, like if I wanted to, if I mm-hmm. wanted to like, I could go to like a store and music could be playing and I could like sing with somebody next to me. But like, I'm not there yeah. to, I don't go to concerts just for the experience of the people. Like that's a bonus. Like I go to concerts to have like some type of intimate relationship with the artist. Mm-hmm. Fair. No, that's fair. And like, I do like my Starland Ballroom venue type concerts. I do. But there are still moments that I went to a Mayday Perry concert. I don't think we went together at this one. It was like one of their like anniversary shows. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which album awful people there are awful i was like what happened to to y'all because like this if this was us also like pause think about 
Yeah. Depending on how far ahead we are, right? The uh-huh. newer generation. That's what it was. It was not our our age group that grew up listening to this shit. It was the younger ones that were like super annoying about it. I don't even know how to explain it. And like, I'm not trying to again gatekeep your music experience. Like, you can listen all. Uh, you can listen to Made It Parade all time or whatever. You can go to their concerts, but also like catch the vibe of like the people that grew up with this album (laughs) you know and then during covid i think i talked about this recently um not last week obviously but probably the week before i went to that jack's mannequin um anniversary um the hell's it called concert for everything in transit and that was actually a drive-through one like where everyone was just parked next to each other and um they were just playing all all the songs or whatever and that one was god one of my best concerts i've ever been to and i'm just like and and it's crazy how because it that's also the fan base like how everyone was so connected and just belting out every single song verbatim no one was missing a beat all through like socially distanced cars like it was just such a crazy experience and everyone was beeping after every song instead of clapping because obviously he can't hear everyone clapping from being so far out and he was just like this is incredible like i can't believe yeah that setting i feel like suits him well like it really does (laughs) it really does um and it's funny because that night i'll never forget it it actually started thunderstorming um he had to actually stop the set for like maybe half an hour um god what song was it i think it was you can breathe yeah it was you can breathe because the lyrics go the lyrics have something to do with like rain like rain is pouring down on me and it was pouring and he was like, and then after that song, he had to get off for a second for like the half hour. He was like, I can't believe that just happened. Like it was just super full circle for him. Cause I think if I remember correctly, he, he started the album and it was raining and now he's playing that 15 year anniversary. So like things like that are like incredible when you go to concerts and like shit like that happens for, for artists and to you, it just makes it more meaningful. Oh yeah. And they tell you like the true stories about like their st- like that's like mm-hmm. like I'm saying you have you're really having that intimate experience with the artist when you go yeah. to the concerts, and like especially those kinds of artists who aren't super mainstream and they're more willing to like have those conversations. Like, yeah, that's you know their relationship is their music is having those conversations and it mm-hmm. changes the experience. Now, who was the first concert? Who was the first like what was the first concert you went to? My first concert was the black eyed peas this is like as far as i can remember the black eyed peas but not here in the states i was actually in the philippines wow yeah <laughs> it was when Celia. sorry i remember the black eyed peas yeah yeah so one of the members is filipino american mm-hmm. or filipino he and then he moved to america but um and that was when they were super big in the philippines obviously because they got super big with i don't know probably like where's the love or something but it was in the Araneta Coliseum, which is one of the bigger stadiums in the Philippines. Well, in the time, now there's a few big ones that overthrew them. Um, and it was incredible. Obviously, the if anyone knows Filipino people in general, we're super loud when we're in, we're in a collective. I'm sure you remember from our family parties growing up. Alcohol. <laughs> a lot of alcohol. We're very big on partying, and that was just a big party. And a lot of Filipino pride, obviously, for someone that's so internationally well known for the for the country. Um, so yeah, that was pretty fun. Honestly, I went with my cousins, my family. Um, yeah, so that was my first concert. <laughs> what was yours? Uh, my brother took me to see Paramore when I was sixteen. Oh, nice. And Jack nice. Mannequin opened for them. That was how I nice. See Jack Mannequin. We're going back like over a decade here, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I also remember seeing. I remember going, we used to get the passes at Six Flags to be able to go to the concert. Oh, there's a bunch of those. Yeah, and yeah. I remember seeing, like, Jim Cassier's. I think we might have even seen, like, Aaron Carter there. I wouldn't put it past Aaron Carter to play at Six Flags. Right? But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those were, like, the first. And the Jim Cassier's, I remember buying a t-shirt and had, like, all the cassettes on it. Um, they had that real good song. They had a God... God only knows what it's called. That were very catchy. Um, yes. No, there are a couple. I, really liked, I think his name what was his name? Travi McCall, right? Travi? Yeah. <sighs> I feel like that's right. I feel like that name rings a bell with, with Jim Class Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm usually terrible at that, so if that's right, major brownie points. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, those are the first. And it's funny because now that I'm thinking about it, I've been to a lot of 
concerts too. When you think, when you, yeah, I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, I've been to a bunch of Starland Ballroom like, concerts. Like super like random and obscure. And I'm like, why was I at that? But also like, who cares, right? Not who cares, but like also you just want to listen to music. That's also no, the thing with concerts, fun, right? Said, yeah, it's a I fun experience. Know, I think about like the more like hole in the wall, like you're going to like this ran- I, like random, like it's more fun when you can go to like a lot of the hole in the wall places are usually like dive bars. Have you, uh, have you been to Nashville just by? No, but that's I've been ironic. I was literally just having a conversation like a couple of days ago with yeah. like, a music producer who lives in Nashville. So, oh, that's crazy. Um, I've been to Nashville, um, for a work, actually a work, um, conference, but we had, so me and my work friends, um, that went for this conference, um, all went out at night and we just like bar hawks. I obviously didn't drink, but I was there for the live music. It's fucking incredible how you can just like go in and out and not even just like there are floors of each bar that are dedicated to like artists or like, you know, musicians, like they obviously they're like, you know, tenored at like each floor or whatever. I can be on the bottom floor listening to country music, like, or, like, classic rock. The next floor is, like, a DJ. The next floor is just, like, back to, like, pop country and stuff. I'm just, like, this is absolutely incredible. So, highly recommend. Like, but also, yeah, like, that, like, hole-in-the-wall stuff, like, it could be your local bar. And they just have, like, a tenor, like, musician there. And, like, that's incredible. To go back to actually answering Laura's thing, I, I am in the middle I, I think it's worth it, and also I do enjoy the small venue. And it depends on what type of music experience you like. So if, like, that's your vibes, like, then whatever. Like, price doesn't matter. Especially, like, just going back to her her statement, like, she she went to a Big Bang concert, who is a very big, again, K-pop group, um, one of the pioneers of K-pop, actually. And I can't imagine them in a small venue, not because they're a big name, but just how they would interact with a small venue crowd. Mm-hmm. So, like, it really depends on the artist like i will see bts in a big ass arena every time because yeah. i can't but i also can see them in a small venue but big bang you know it's just it depends on the artist and how they yeah. manage the crowd like pop music isn't the type of music that i would go i go see in concert so like i wouldn't it doesn't make sense to me to like oh you don't see pop concert music is that like your vibe i don't think i've uh, shared probably the only pop concert i've ever been to they're pretty fun i will say um so, well bts will yeah. Very person to person. I mean, wait, hold on. Before we go to this next one, Bruno Mars is incredible live. I'm just saying, surprised. incredible. I saw him at not Prudential. Was it Prudential? Yes. No, and cool. you know who opened for him? Sierra. Like this beat. Is yeah. Like <laughs> that's Sierra. Yes, that's Sierra. She's so good live. Um, pop concerts are very fun. <laughs> Depending on the artist again, I obviously duh, Bruno Mars is incredible. I just could not believe any of that, and and we went because I think it was like a birthday gift to my mom. She like really loves Bruno Mars, so me, Kate, and her went. Um, and it we just had such a great time. <laughs> um, anyways, so this one's actually from Nida headed somewhere. She she gave me a thing, a little paragraph on her concert experience. She says. The first time I went to a concert, I was in college. It was my second year I went with my friends. I didn't know the band much, but it was such an exhilarating experience. I remember the band did a cover of one of my favorite songs, Riptide by Vance Joy. And I, s- <laughs> right. <laughs> and I swear I still think of that moment sometimes just because at that time, that song was exactly what I, need- what I needed to hear. It felt comforting, familiar, and home. Combined with the band's music, surrounded by a great crowd is incredible. So she just... And put her experience on that. I'm for it. I'm absolutely for it. I think it comes back to what we were saying um, that we talked about last week with Andy, right? Is that all Mm -hmm. of it's vibrations. Yeah. And also a little bit of the universe interjecting, I feel like. always. Yeah, that too. Um, Yeah. That's the thing too that's funny is like we don't realize how we have the ability to play with those vibrations right not just in the fact that like the ways we play music but like in the ways that we think and the way we project and the ways that we attract like we have the ability to play with all of that um and I think it's I know that like I've been 
in moods, like to speak to her experience. I've been in moods at a concert or like I feel really disconnected from a concert and then something plays and you're like, oh. First of all, yeah. she's got all of the amazing songs that have the most wonderful um, cover. Wonderwall has a bajillion good covers. From oh my God, everyone playing Wonderwall. Another one that I can't think. There's a really good cover to this. Um, I can't think about who writes it. Um, the song Jump. But there's this beautiful cover to it. And I remember because I listened to the cover and I was like, I was like, oh, this gives off a new vibe than like the original. Jump. Jump. The one that's literally. And then I realized it was like about like somebody like literally committing suicide. and like Jumping. Jumping? Are you serious? What song is about. (coughs) What song is this? Jump by who? Okay, we're going to take a Google search pause. Hold on. I will literally play it for you. It's this song. We're super sidetracking, but there is, I have to see, I wonder if I can find the um, Jump. cover that I like. You know this song. I don't know. Okay, so I took a, I must have did this uh, when I was in, I did a project on this song in college. I think it was for like our music for dancers class. Okay, and, sure. And um, I had to like write about a cover or something and like learning about a song. And I wrote about this song, and I realized this, this is the Van Halen song. Okay, wait, I'm gonna finish. Oh, it. I'm not well versed in Van Halen, honestly. First of all, the begin. Wait, we have to stop because okay. the beginning of this song is honestly, you will know once the beginning of the song plays, you will be like, oh, that song. Like I bet you, you've heard this song before. Yep, I yeah. literally, you know. Okay, pause, <laughs> pause, pause that, pause that, 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 pause that computer sound. As soon as you're like, once this starts playing, my mind just went jump. And then that that started playing. I was like, is she talking about this song? Yeah. Wait, that's about jumping? That is about <laughs> Good um, to know. I can't. I remember the cover. My brain works in really fucking weird ways. Um, the cover of the song has a bl- like blue in it that I listen to. <laughs> there are so many good covers and there are so many like songs that, you know, there are things to them that we don't know anything about or we don't like think about. Yeah. So okay, song facts. I remember like I remember this very strongly. He wrote the song. David Lee Roth has given various accounts of the meanings behind the lyrics, but he usually says that they're about a TV news story he saw where a man was about to kill himself by jumping off a building. Is the song telling them to jump? I'm well, now like, confused. I think it's like the I think it's like the idea of apparently it's also like partially like about him saying something about a stripper, but like um, <laughs> it's like uh-huh. Encur- I mean, it's not encouraging, but like, it's it's in the tone. It's, it's like in the tone like, of not, not saying as to why like it. if you jump things will be better, but like then don't do it. Oh my god, do you think this is my voice right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but that was like I was flabbergasted. Like even now, it's very interesting to like. Um, Post Malone just did. Post Malone has the cover of like, without you, and that's not even that old of a song. Um, but like covers are like a big thing, and like I Wait, honestly, one of the best covers I've heard in the recent years is Paramore's cover of Drake's Passion Fruit. Oh, such a good cover! But like even when it's like even when you go to a concert and a band plays a cover from another band, sometimes it's like super cool. Oh, agreed. Oh my god! So I was at in Philly. What venue was that? The smaller one, obviously. Um, Conan Gray, who is a pop indie pop artist did a cover of and his demographic is kind of actually younger than us probably like around Kate and Aaron's age um late high school college age um but he did a cover of Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers Brothers during (laughs) during his set and everyone just went wild like um it really depends on on the vibe of the concert obviously the the cover the song that you're doing as a cover and the person performing it because it can just really it can really like rile up a crowd honestly and it can go either way it can either be yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> really... it's bothering me because it's not the song that he covers is not without you i'm thinking of a different song i can't think of which song it is that he covers post malone yeah let's see oh well, i don't want to be with you there we go it's close oh by who originally <laughs> okay thank you Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Well, that was like his cover of it. It's like really weird and like swingy, but. Oh, of course. Yeah. Post Malone's really good. Um, I forget how young he is, though. Yeah, same thing. As, a, as an individual, <laughs> honestly. Okay. Um, I had something to say about Nida's 
post. Let me just. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. No, it's okay. Let me just collect my thoughts. I think it had something to do with like, oh yeah, like she was saying like you know the Riptide cover like she still thinks about that moment. Like, do you have like moments from concerts besides like your share moments that you think about every so often? Because <laughs> I have a couple. <laughs> So here's my issue with those types of experiences is when I get super into something in the moment, I tend to not remember it later. Really? Okay. Does that make sense? Like when I... Short-term memory loss? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the greatest memory. I don't either. I also just discovered that not only my grandfather, but also my great-grandfather died of dementia. So that's super fun to me. Oh, that's nice for you to hear. I'm sure. Um... But I, when I'm very involved in an experience, it's almost like, especially with, like, music or, <laughs> or this is going to be weird, but, like, with, like, music or, like, sex, like, anything that could be, like, relatively, <laughs> like, animalistic, you know what I mean? Like, could tap into yeah. the animalistic nature. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, like, remember? fall into, like, a trance, I guess. And, like, I don't Do you disassociate? Or you're telling you disassociate during good times. No, no, no. Like, it's not a bad thing. I think it's. Like, I, I, I don't try to control what's going on in my brain. Like, I let myself oh, yeah. go. So, like, I yeah, don't. that makes sense. When I try to come back and, like, remember things, like, I don't have. It's, like, an outer body experience. I guess it is, like, mm-hmm. dissociation. But, like, this, I feel like dissociation is not a good thing. And yeah, it's, there's a negative connotation. It's a, I don't it's think it's a, a, it's, like a it's an yeah. outer body experience. I have a lot of those at concerts. Like, I can honestly probably tell you exactly like, when I think back, there are certain Mayday concerts where I could, I can't Ugh. tell you what I was seeing. You can feel like it, though. Can you see, remember. I can you see remember myself. I can see the crowd. Like, I can see yeah, yeah. everything that was going on from, like, an up-here perspective, but not from myself. Makes sense. Like, I have, like, I'm there and I'm living it, but, like, I, I guess it's, like, I guess, like, I have, like, an out-of-body experience. Like, I had that at Warp Tour. Um, and then, like, and then, like, I get kicked in the head and I'm like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> But like, I, yeah, I don't remember. I think the only thing that I really remember is being at the first Paramore concert. I can tell you what my hair looked like. I was wearing a black T-shirt with a silver chand- like cross-hanging chandelier. I had my jeans on mm-hmm. and my favorite pair of, like, high tops. Sure, yeah. And I remember, like, if I close my eyes, I can see myself, like, looking down at my shoes. Gotcha. Okay, okay. But I don't – I don't have hmm. – I just think I'm. I'm not – I'm there, but I'm not, like, in my body. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't have, like, specific memories. I remember, okay. like, losing your sister at All Time Low. Didn't you, like, lose your sister for a little bit? For a hot second. She was in the crowd. Um, but I don't, like, I remember, like, the good feelings, but I really don't. I can't pinpoint things. Like, I don't. I have a ton. I, I, I just I, try to, like, be in yeah. there and just not. Oh, I don't really think, but it's such a religious experience for me. <laughs> Honestly, going to live concerts and just live music in general, um, that like I feel like every concert, whoops, sorry, I feel like at least every concert, every good concert I've been to, I can probably pinpoint a moment where I'm just like, holy shit, I can't believe like this is real. <laughs> like, oh well, I've had, I feel like I've had those moments, yeah, but I feel them. I don't remember them. <laughs> oh, I like I feel them, but I also remember them thankfully, remember. and I have a really bad memory, honestly, um, but. Like, I still remember that Black Eyed Peas concert, parts of it. We were also actually late, so I was, like, yelling at my dad to, like, drive. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, when I met Megan Dia, twice, actually, I met them twice. First time when, oh, my God, I, we were in college still. It was probably our second or third year at Rutgers. I met them for a brief second. I didn't really say anything because I was too nervous, honestly. The second time, which was more recent, before the pandemic hit, and I actually talked to them, so that was surreal. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, Jack's mannequin when they first came, well, it was like Andy's like side thing. It wasn't Jack's mannequin, obviously, because Jack's mannequin technically broke up. But I don't remember when we were in college, I think. So it was like Andrew McMahon and like and the wilderness, like his his new project or whatever. When he toured, an Atlas Genius opened for him. I don't know if you know them, but. They're like an yeah. Australian band. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I met them at Starland. They were at their merch stand. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, this is incredible. But like also just Andy crowd surf 
actually and he was like right next to me i was like i can't believe this is happening like shit like that um obviously listening to dark blue every single time he plays it is incredible and just like a ton of like bts memories because like during the height of my anxiety depression whatever um they are the artists that got me through a bunch of nights and days and stuff and like seeing them three times at least is like a blessing in itself because getting those tickets are like fucking hard to get now um but there are instances where i'm just like i cannot believe number one i'm here (laughs) like both in venue and also just like here (laughs) number one number two i can't believe i'm like here with like the people that I that also enjoy listening to this music without any judgment or you know whatever meaning like the crowd and also my like my sisters and like Ashley was with us every single time and just like just everything like it's incredible how much those memories still stick with me when I can't remember anything for shit (laughs) the only place that I have the biggest memory of being like this is crazy is when we saw um share the no, front row thought, let's see i'm a i'm a very much like share will always share with like a different life like I, that doesn't feel like real like that was amazing like we yeah because i you know blacked out from excitement but oh well um, duh. like the i'm a i'm definitely an intimate setting type of person like in all types of ways um the i like that moment that you're describing i had when we saw anthony green he's so good live in like the like there was less than 100 people there and like that, i saw him at starland like, with the same situation yeah to him and like making eye contact with him and like he's in a really small dark room with like just lights behind like that's the type of like holy crap i can't believe we're here like this is happening right now but i don't i i don't know i guess i'm jaded like i don't like i don't i don't like big concerts i don't like to be around that's a lot fine. of people i don't like to be like i, like I mean to that's fine too <laughs> yeah no absolutely i've seen so megan diaz concert is probably if i can rank the top ish i don't know five concerts like the megan diaz concert pre-covid when i met them the second time in brooklyn less than 100 people but they sold that that venue out because it's super it was that tiny one of the best experiences of my life only because like it brought me back to you know talk about artists that got me through shit they got me through like middle school high school um brought me back to just like better times if you will um so just seeing them and seeing them perform again and being back as a band because they did go through a indefinite hiatus and I was like shit like I I haven't seen them live like with their like music which was unfortunate and then they came back and I was like I can't I, I can't believe that this is happening you know like it was one of those feelings where like I, I can't that'll be even. us in like 30 years when Mayday Parade is like oh we're gonna do we're coming back for another tour and we'll be and like, we're just like oh, my God. oh hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah when everything is back um oh open yeah no it's crazy uh but I I do have the same feeling um in bigger venues though like 100 percent like I I get that. Yeah. I mean, it, it really depends on the person. Like Brittany I will say, your head no right now. yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you're not watching, Brittany's just like vigorously like, no, I don't have those feelings yeah. even for share front row. Honestly, um. I feel like it, when we were at share, I was getting more annoyed by the people around us like than anything else. Like we were distracted from the situation. I am slightly, no, I am an asshole. Not slightly. I do love people watching at these bigger venues. But I incredibly agreed. enjoy that. But I have to be in a so like when we go to like when we had gone to Warp Tour, right? And like there's mm-hmm. not a band playing that I care about seeing and I can sit and watch with the people, then I'm like so stoked. But like if I'm there for like like having an experience and like you're all up in my face, like I know. That's fair. You Which know? is the Tyler Creator concert but for I me, also unfortunately. Feel like I've learned this about myself. I also don't like large populations of people or like yeah. maybe i have social anxiety so like i like apparently like, <laughs> he's talking I like, about apparently <laughs> i like intimate yeah. like experiences i like small groups i like it depends like, on the mood with me yeah you know, I don't, I see don't. i like blending in the crowd most times um so that bigger venues funny. like i can and then like intimate stuff yeah it, it really depends on the mood with me but I will blend into both um, environments. The issue is 
I think my issue with the crowds is like a safety concern. You know, fair. That's that's my no, that's fair. That my brain probably goes to like because I, <laughs> I'm like literally got I'm such a like. Are you paranoid? I, I don't even know the paranoia or just like so effed up that like I'll see a bunch of people and like well if something happens what's the likelihood of all of us getting out of here oh you know I don't do that for concerts which is is funny because like that's probably the bigger concern I guess if there's like some issue I always thought about that (laughs) during college sitting in those big ass halls yeah no I was like if if something happens as in like a shooter or like a fire or something like what the fuck is the, the escape plan here literally (laughs) yeah that's where i like whatever but not concert i could not care less because you know why because like if this is my last fucking memory fine so be it if my last memory is fucking sitting in a macroeconomics class this is hell on earth already (laughs) i literally can't do it i've just been like programmed to constantly be on the on the lookout yeah i'm alert I'm like subconsciously doing it for other reasons, but like when it comes to like safety issues, it wasn't, it never occurred to me during a concert, eh. which is unfortunate because it does happen, unfortunately. It does, which is like a reality of it. You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the, I want to walk into a place and ask them, have them ask me for my ID and get a stamp on my hand or a wrist. <laughs> I am looking forward to yeah, that I just, again. I just miss, yeah, I just miss live concerts, honestly. Whenever the, this whole pandemic is done i hope the first thing i want to do is go to a concert um and a lot of them because it's just like time to like do stuff i know like the stone pony uh i saw matt and kim there forever ago and stone pony a lot of they've done a lot of like they were doing a lot of outside concerts and they've been doing a lot of like stuff for their venue people yeah musicians are doing things um you know online concerts too fundraisers and stuff um yeah, outside concerts. I mean, the drive-through stuff has been over the I summer, obviously. Cool. I think they should keep that. I would love that. I would love that. I mean, like, just because it's like, no one's in your face. Number one, and it's then small you can enough. Sit down whenever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was literally. I didn't even like sit out. A lot of people were obviously sitting on top of their cars, and like just like chilling on the roof of the cars. I literally just sat in my car, put the window down, just put my fucking feet up, and I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. Like, it was incredible because, like, you're in your own space, but you're still part of the crowd, which yeah. is probably something that you would thoroughly yeah, enjoy. <laughs> jam. Super jam. And, like, you can hear everyone still. You can still hear everyone belting out every single word to the song. And you can hear, you know, the speakers obviously were everywhere. Yeah. It was funny because, like, there's obviously no merch stand, but there's merch, like, golf carts just driving That's around. Fucking that's it like was funny. Like, that's like outside concerts that are not at like venue venues, like like um, PNC. I think PNC's no, half PNC, half out PNC half has the lawn. Yeah, like like I'm not. I don't <laughs> know why I've been there a couple of times. Sam used to take me to country concerts all the time. Um, and again, <laughs> that's another experience. Like I don't. Those are experiences that I don't go there for the music. I go there for like the company and like. But like even you still get like good feels. I literally would sit, everybody else would be standing and I would sit on the lawn and just like stare up at the stars and just listen to the music. Like I yeah. don't even know any of it. You're just like, it's just like the good vibes that are there. But um, mm-hmm. like we saw Plain White Tees is that like the, the Plain last White like Tees. balloon festival that Dan and I went to. And it's like, you know, sure. those like rankety ass stages they set up and just like a bunch of like mm-hmm. not concert people, just like families and people all over the place. And like, it was, like <laughs> yeah, can we distinguish that there are concert people and people that just go for concerts? You right. know, like, right. <coughs> and yeah. I was just like sitting on the lawn and like, I was just like, this is so, so nice. And it's just live music that I can like throw back to you. And like, people are not, uh, yeah, like, not concert people, not hardcore concert, concert people. people. But like, there are so many different, you know, we're very, it's wonderful that there's so many different ways that we can get live music, right? You don't have to go to a concert. You can go to a bar. You can go to an event that's like family event. Like you, there, there are so many different ways to take on, like I like we use concerts. I don't know what like informal concerts or just like live, live music. Even on that spectrum, there are so many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Or there were, and hopefully they will come back. And I'm sure there will be more ways. I hope so. Like emerge after this. Yeah, like drive-through stuff for sure. One hundred percent would love that going forward during the summer, as opposed to like. You know, you know what I would love for that? Like they I don't know if they still do them anymore. Have you ever mm-hmm. gone to like the light shows? 
no. the 80s light shows. Mm-mm. I would love for them to do that with live music. So like, um, like not a rave. You're talking about. You're not talking about a rave, like no, EDM. No. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could handle any of that. Um, so like, I don't think I would blend in with that crowd. The <laughs> when I was in Montreal, the mm-hmm. Notre Dame uh, church, mm-hmm. they do this really super crazy cool like light show, but it's like a picture show. It's like lights and a picture show inside of the like cath- the cathedral. Okay. And they play like it happens to music. Okay. And like in my mind, it'd be really cool for that music to be live. <coughs> okay. And that thing to be happening. So I see. Like, I see. More of like a, a visual. Yeah, and like yeah. the lot having all. I mean, it was really. I mean, it was beautiful, even with the recorded music. But like things like that, where like all those things come together. Mm-hmm. So like having live concerts, there's like um, in dance, there's a thing called like um, I don't even remember what it's called gonna come to me it's gonna come to me it's gonna bother me where you oh 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 site specific there we go <laughs> it's like, okay. it's like a, that was the process of words formulating in my brain guys um <laughs> so there's a concept called site specific dance where you create movement based on a location and like okay. interact with like the environment and the things there and all of that stuff i would love to see like music that does that i don't okay. know how that would be possible but like i have no idea but like it sounds, it sounds like a form of synesthesia to me like what it sounds like a form of synesthesia for me. I still can't say that word. Like, I would love to see, like, that. I don't know. I don't know how that would be possible. Um, I don't like, know either. You can find on someone. Or something. Like, I don't know. I would love to see something like that, too. That's, like, I like all of that immersive art stuff. So Yeah. You know you know what kind of concert I want to go to soon or a live music event? I want to go to an orchestra, like, someone playing, like, They have the really cool music. where they play, like, the music from, like, The Lion King in ish. I know. They there's one that... <sighs> If I can go to a Harry Potter one, I think I might actually cry. I've cried at concerts actually before. It wouldn't be the first time, but like it would be a pretty solid. That would be really cool. I'd be down. Have you, have you ever cried at a concert? Oh yeah, all the time. All, all the time. time. I'm not a crier. You know this. There was one BTS concert that I just cried. <laughs> not like heavily. Experiences. Yeah, not heavily, but I did tear up, and I was like, "This is even too much for me." <laughs> It was embarrassing. I think I hid behind Ashley. I was That's like, I can't do this one right of now. The bigger reasons why I don't like having people around. Oh, because I like to have that experience. But also, I feel like this is my thinking. If I'm in a big enough crowd, no one's gonna fucking notice me. So whatever. They're they're focusing on their experience. You're right. I'm not worried about people looking at me or worrying about it. I don't want people to disrupt it. Oh, disrupt it. Oh, that's what you're saying. That's my oh. issue. Who's disrupting you? Just like, oh, just the general vibe. Just like when you're standing there and like, especially like, okay, let's consider it because most of my experiences have been with Mayday. So like you're standing there and you're standing at Starlight Borough and then someone pushes b- from behind you to get. Oh, and then that, that like brings like, you back oh, to. Come on, buddy. Like, yeah. 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 That brings like, you back to. Man, there are moments at Mayday Parade concerts where I'm very close to be like, oh my God, like breaking down. <laughs> Whenever they bring out, um, not Jersey my god what is there one of their more classic Angela songs best yeah probably when he brings out when Derek brings out the piano. the piano yeah i'm like oh okay That's one of dark the blue gets that gets that way to me oh, yeah, whenever same. it's all it's all about the piano i one of the ones <coughs> i'll never forget concert related and it has nothing to do with like anything in the concert we were at the last warp tour and we were walking from like under the bridge to go under the parkway mm-hmm. to like go to where the event was and Derek mm-hmm. like rode by us on a bicycle incredible like with his hair like and it was like super casual yeah. and i turned around and i was like oh my god oh my god and i was like why are you riding a bicycle right now it was, and he like looked like like yeah. he just didn't have a care in the world it was so funny no. and they, their set wasn't until like eight o'clock so he must have been just like roaming around all Chilling. day um but i like literally like, there's nobody else on like the walkway but like us and then all of a sudden he walked, drove by us and like dan wasn't even paying it dan wasn't paying attention and i was like was that was that Derek that from Mayday? What? Parade? And then I turned around and like it's like I can still see it when I close my eyes. Like it's like a movie. Like it's nice, beautiful, long hair. <laughs> like, like happy. And he had a lollipop in his mouth too. Like yeah. it's just super funny. Oh my god. Oh goodness. Concerts. Concerts. Yeah, there's a bunch. I'm literally now remembering a lot of different bands that I've seen live, and I just can't believe that I've seen them. Yeah, it's like you don't realize how many until you don't do it anymore, and you actually have time to like reflect on it. You don't realize how many in-person music experiences you have, and how much like they impacted right i guess what a big influence like we at least i like we had gone to like two or three if not more a year so like 
Mm-hmm. I think we haven't been in a while. It's going to be very dangerous when people start going to them again, though. Cause yeah, because a lot of people are very, the concert goers are very antsy to go see people. And it's funny because it's just like, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's just America, but America hasn't had the ability to open up their concert venues again. Like Australia is already, you know, the Europe, some parts of Europe, outside the U.S., People are already going to concerts and raves, and like everyone here is super jealous about it. So everyone's just pretty salty. <laughs> I feel like so once everything opens up, um, it's gonna be chaos. Yeah, I probably won't be going right away because I feel like it's gonna be. It's a lot of energy yeah, to be released. Pent up angst that has to get unleashed. So I probably won't go right away. Um, Before we close out, concert. do you have a top three concert? concerts that you have remember things top three people that you want to see in concert like going forward or going backwards going forward i don't know you like we are very you were like in on all of that stuff and you like ruminate about all of this stuff i I love this shit i'll just i love this shit i'm like oh i want to go to that like i don't think i don't I love this shit. You're like Dan. Dan's the same way. He does it with like all the Marvel, Marvel movies too. He like reads about all of them and gets like super pumped about them. I'm like, oh, when is it happening? Like, it's I the only thing that gets me excited. The only yeah. thing that gets me excited is music. That's good. Mm-hmm. I get excited about what I'm eating at my next. I mean, fair, but I think. Oh, I understand. I think, and I've heard this very recently, that. For, about me that there's nothing that can excite me more than like what music can do oh yeah and it's and i'm and sure it's, that it's all of incredible our listeners would agree that you've been very involved in the last month and it's been wonderful yeah and <laughs> yeah like, catch me next good. week just being tired sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> so oh my goodness i don't have right. a top three but you can go top three going forward going backwards i, I mean care. whatever you were asking me I don't even remember what I asked you. Um, top three concerts. I'll, a- I'll answer that. Um, one, and this isn't in one, two, three order. Just like the three, the BTS concert. Not this recent one. The one I oh got. I can't remember. Whatever. One of the one of the BTS concerts at the Prudential Center. Not recent. Like their last Prudential Center one. Whatever that run was. The Megan Dia concert when they came back with their happy sad album that's two and the three obviously is the jack's mannequin 15 year everything in transit concert probably if i can pick my top three and they're all different venues honestly one's really big one's really small and one's in the middle (laughs) my one of my favorite this is not a concert but i guess it's a car because a car concert it totally counts one of my favorite memories that feels like a concert was when we went for my my friend Alyssa who was on the show a few weeks ago and we went for her bachelorette and on the way home we had all of my car windows down and all of us were just belting all the paramount paramount music mm-hmm. that was like a concert that was yeah like no one of my favorite memories. i do like, love are... i do love driving around with my windows down blasting yeah, music just blasting and just singing like mm-hmm. it was nice to do that with them and like Alyssa was singing everything next to me too so like that was really nice um I'm just very a music I, person. Yeah, you're you're very like calculated in your music experiences, and like I am um, super not calculated. I, I mean, like, I, con- like conscious. You are premeditated, involved in your music experiences and setting them up, and all. like I don't. I literally am like, oh, there's a concert happening. Let's go. Like I don't. I don't anticipate it. Like in terms of, like <laughs> I know when it's happening. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna like it. Literally comes before me and i'm like all right cool well because I, I go to this big name concert and i need to beat the scalpers get the tickets and i don't want to deal with the anxiety associated with that so look that's fine um we're very different in our music and we uh, but it's interesting because we have similar tastes in music and we listen to music for similar reasons but we have different experiences that we create for ourselves with music which i think is a bigger statement right a part of the bigger statement yeah. is that we can uh a good way to kind of wrap up this last month like mm-hmm music does a lot for us but it's a very personal experience yeah and the whatever ways that make you feel really good to be able to connect to music and whatever types of music makes you happy um that's a wonderful thing that you can cherish and Mm -hmm. if you're looking for new ways or 
if you're somebody who deals with anything in terms of like your mental health or like there are a lot of different venues that you can go and outlooks that you can go um, to have music be like saving grace for you or support for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. I think you said it all. We can do another topic next month. What topic do we do next month? Next month is April. All I can think of is like end of business season. Back oh, to spring. We're not talking about taxes. <laughs> no. It got extended a month, but please do your taxes before <laughs> the extension. I did send my tax stuff in. I'm going to pick up my e-file and guess who's getting money back this year. Whoa. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Well, thank you guys for coming on this very musical ride with us. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Maybe you've learned something or you've built awareness on something. And mm-hmm. uh, if you have any thoughts based on concerts that you would like to follow up with that we didn't get to tap into today because we missed you, send that stuff in and we're happy to still talk about it and share about your experiences on the show. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Okay, bye.